Chapter 1 The Coming Storm Special Agent Sophie Baird hadn't met a prophet yet that didn't deserve to die. And she'd met more than her share. Daddy Jones, David Koresh, and now this William Callahan, who called himself Father Will. For two months, she'd been stealing time to watch over the Eden compound, with its rocks, giant firs, and now the first snow. The rough edges of the wilderness blurred under a blanket of fine white powder. She studied the low clouds. They'd have another foot by morning. Sophie refocused the camera lens on the ridge in front of the compound. She was waiting for the line of women. Every day, for seven weeks, she'd been coming to walk the perimeter of the compound to methodically check each blind. If the old man knew, he'd pull her off the case. Sophie did what she could to keep him clueless. She falsified her weekly reports so he wouldn't know how much she was neglecting the rest of her investigations, waiting for a sign, for some clue to what she could do to stop it from happening again. A clump of snow dumped on Sophie from the bow above. She brushed the frigid powder off her hair, a red blaze she wore plaited, so she could braid it wet, dry her bangs, and be out the door in five flat. They appeared at last, along the course they ran every day, that slip of a woman rising first on the white-mantled horizon far in the lead, wearing battle fatigues and AR-15 strapped to her back. She was always in the lead. She never bowed her head, not altogether like the others. She had a pinched face, framed by stray wisps of hair, that made her appear insubstantial at rest. But Sophie could see brief glimpses of some remaining personal power in the way the woman moved. Even after five years in Eden, her name was Maya Webster. Sophie identified her by her trapping skills. She was the only disciple whose family had homesteaded in Alaska. Left, 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 right, left, Maya shouted out the military cadence. The women ran in formation, two by two. Their communal voice tore into the silence. We're God's soldiers. Bet your ass. Jesus coming home at last. Reign with Christ. Reign with Christ. Left, 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 right, left. It chilled Sophie to see them pick up the pace, gaining strength from their shared chorus. Unbelievers, take your stand. Father will now. He's our man. Burn in hell. Burn in hell. Left, 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 right, left. They sang out to the flat gray face of the concrete living compound and the sheer mountain that rose above it. Sophie watched them fall beyond the rise. It took two hours to get home from the mountaintop where the compound hid like a cancer that hadn't announced itself yet. Each five-hour round trip to the borders of Eden, Sophie grew more certain she'd have to kill him. Her only remaining doubt was whether she'd get to him before it was too late, before he dragged a lot of good people into death with him. She ran downhill to the jeep and spent a half hour knocking around on the mountain's rutted road. Once she was on a stretch of highway, she put her silver regal into cruise mode and called around to get up to date on her other investigations. 
then dictated the weekly progress report, turning a couple dozen phone conversations into grueling interrogations and time-consuming field surveys. Her car was her office as a form of transport, with two radios, one tuned to the FBI dispatch network, the other to the Washington State Police Department. Hey, Rosie, Agent Beaumont Marston's deep voice crackled over the FBI band. All the agents had a moniker. Sophie's was Rosie since her Quantico days, when she first held her premature gray at bay with a bottle of red copper. Her peppered hair didn't fit the woman-of-action image she cultivated. She hated the nickname with its Pollyanna connotations, but when she graduated to the field, everyone knew her as Rosie, so she chose Rosie as her handle, so they would know it was her when she did good.' 